This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business, and we're joined by Sean Wilson, founder Saddleworth Cheese Company, and Anthony Clark from the AAT. And we're here to discuss the art of cracking the career code in 2024 and the formula for switching gears to a new career. So thank you for joining us, Sean and Anthony. And I'd like to ask you, Sean, yes. please tell me more about your role at Saddleworth Cheese Company. Uh, well, firstly, we were the Saddleworth Cheese Company briefly, but then we had to become Artisan Farm because the supermarkets preferred it that way. Ah, I see. Uh-huh. Oh, the, the, these sneaky tricks that they come up with. I can see the sense behind it. Yes. So tell me more about Artisan. Uh, so, uh, so Artisan Farm, we make uh, Artisan Lancashire cheese, which means that um, when you make Artisan cheese, it's handmade cheese. Lancashire is one of our territorial cheeses. It's one of our historic cheeses that goes back to 1190. So it's a very historic cheese. We make a crumbly, a creamy, a tasty, and I have this very nice blue cheese. Uh, so long story about the company is that I stepped out of Coronation Street uh, and I was trying to crack the code of changing career. Uh, so I stepped into a Michelin kitchen and I was working there as a chef, uh, very, very keen cook uh, of 20 odd years by then, uh, completely outgrew my kitchen. And uh, it, it was an obvious step forward to step into that kind of environment. Um, the chef there, long story short, introduced me to a Lancashire cheesemaker who needed to teach somebody. And essentially, Clayton, I moved into his dairy and I became his apprentice for the following two years. Wow. Upon which I won a couple of British Cheese Awards. Obviously, you were on a roll. You took to this like a duck to water. But No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, well, had well, that, good, that's... I had a good teacher. <laughs> well, that's good, but you were a good student as well, because that always helps, because anybody who's ever taught anybody, if your student isn't keen, then at the end yeah. of the day, it doesn't work. Yeah, yes, I guess it must have been a big shock because you've gone from, if people haven't picked up on it, you were in Coronation Street, a soap opera here in the UK for, for many years. Mm-hmm. And obviously you then made this dramatic change. What was that like? Uh, well, being taught how to make cheese and then working in a Michelin environment, and both those were just feeding my passion, Clayton. Right. My passion was there to be fed. But of course, there was another side of life. So Bob had taught me for these two years, and then he put his arm around me and said, right, you've got a British Cheese Gold Award there. My advice would be, uh, and it's up to you, Sean, but if you were to open your own company now and to move forward and and to move to step on your own two feet, uh, maybe that could be the best advice to you. Which then, uh, Clayton, it really changes everything because then you're stepping into the business world. You know, making cheese is what I love to do. But stepping into the business world, a world that's been working together for many a year, they know exactly how it works. And uh, and yet I didn't know. I had to try and segue myself into that uh, into that community. That was the difficulty. Totally understandable. And as a business person myself, I've been there so I can attest to the shocks that you may have had. But this is where probably Anthony can come in because, Anthony, you've got a role at the AAT. And if you could explain what that is and what the AAT is, we can then obviously integrate those two areas together. Of course, Clayton. So AAT, the Association of Accounting Technicians, where the world's leading professional body for accounting technicians 
where market leaders in the design and development of uh, vocational qualifications for accountants. My role at AAT as business development manager is to work with thousands of businesses that are looking at how they can utilize AAT qualifications to to develop their businesses, to make sure that they've got the skills needed to be successful. And coupled, coupled with that as an organization, we have thousands of students every year studying our qualifications for a whole wealth of different reasons, from young people that are looking to take their first steps on the career ladder uh, and potentially studying through an apprenticeship program, all the way through to people like Sean that have uh, gone on that journey of changing their careers, setting up their own business and recognizing the need for those really strong financial skills and that key business acumen that's needed to, to thrive and to survive. So the AAT has been around for a while now. What kind of guidance or resources does the AAT offer to those you know, who maybe at the stage that Sean was at were uncertain about the transitioning to this new career path? It really comes down to to the various qualifications and courses that we offer, Clayton. So on the AAT website, I, I would recommend people take a look, aat.org.uk forward slash qualifications. And this is where you will find information, advice that can really start to tailor what the best steps are going to be for you. So for, it's not, as I mentioned before, it's not necessarily for everybody about becoming a fully qualified accountant. They may just need a better understanding of, of cash flow, of, you know, of, of key financial management that's going to help them to run their own business. Uh, it may be that you've got people that want to become um, accountants and they will study the AAT qualifications. They'll gain their professional qualifications and membership and move into the, you know, the very, the very well-renowned profession of becoming an accountant. What we've seen really increase over recent years, and, and I'd like to sort of tag this back to some of the research that we've recently carried out, uh, it's in that school leaver population. Now, very surprisingly for 2024, there's still uh, over six in 10 young people really feel pressurized to pursue university and not necessarily having the full breadth of information and knowledge around uh, what apprenticeships can do. There's been a really key shift that I've seen in, in behaviours, in attitudes towards apprenticeships over recent years. First, from a business perspective, where we're seeing a real increased investment in bringing young people into the business, developing them through apprenticeship programmes, but also from the young people themselves, recognising actually that the apprenticeships form a really viable route into a successful career. It's not about people having to choose a, an apprenticeship because they've not had the academic grades to allow them to go to university. These are people actively opting into the apprenticeship route and seeing that benefit, not only of having the opportunity to gain your professional accounting uh, qualifications and developing those real world skills, but being supported by business leaders, business owners, managers, senior leaders that are there to help them on their career journey and not just focusing in on the accountancy side, which is absolutely critical, but then also looking at those wider business impact skills. So things like the ability to communicate, the ability to utilize and harness technology, the ability to work with different types of people. The apprenticeship routes become a really, really popular way for people to pursue their careers in accountancy. So my, I guess to, to, to try and nutshell the, the question that you've just asked there, Clayton, is that there are courses and qualifications from AAT that are right and relevant for anybody that's looking to develop their finance knowledge. 
I want to go back to Sean, if I may, and ask Sean that the idea of having a mentorship, what did that give you in terms of the inside track, in terms of the business side of it? Uh, so um, the practical business side, uh, as I mentioned earlier, of creating this blueprint royalty licensing uh, um, uh, blueprint uh, was one side of it. I didn't really get much financial uh, guidance from my mentor at all. He had his own business to run and, and a very successful business it was too. Uh, so I couldn't keep pulling on his shirt tails, you know, at, at inopportune times. So uh, I, I was really not prepared. Uh, and so each step was a new step. And so really now in 2024, as Anthony has very capably explained, you know, there are these apprenticeships now. And I wish that I would have been able to take one of these apprenticeships because you know, there are mistakes that you probably will make around the corner. But, you know, if you have uh, one of these apprenticeships under your belt, you're going to make more informed choices. You're going to know it's a mistake just looking at it or are you going to know how to uh, navigate that kind of uh, mistake in a much more informed way, which I wasn't. And do you think that if you'd have been presented with those pieces of information that you now have, at least some of it, you could have maybe escalated your business more quickly? Yes, yes, most definitely. Uh, and of course, as I said earlier, you have to segue yourself into a financial uh, community. And of course, that segueing would have been, near as damn it, fairly seamless. Whereas, you know, the, you know, I had to get to know people in my way and they had to make, make uh, uh, you know, to make some kind of arrangements for me to be segued in. Indeed. Rather than me just confidently stepping into that environment. Going back to Anthony, I'm looking at the AAT analysis, and that reveals that accountancy apprentices, they experience quite a salary increase as being apprentices. It's not just the idea of you went in as an apprentice and you're at the lower end. It really helps them to actually get better salaries as they become more experienced and they grow. How does this highlight the financial benefits of pursuing apprenticeships compared to traditional university routes? So Clayton, I think that's a that's a really important point you make. And yes, in our research, we we do see that apprentices can expect as they progress through their levels, progress in their career, to see those salary increases. Um, through our research, we found that uh, the starting wage of an apprentice working, um, studying an AAT qualification would be in the region of £20,000. We would typically see, um, you know, over the duration of a three-year apprenticeship program, um, you know, somebody earning in excess of £50,000 over that period of time. When you weigh that up against uh, university, where you'll be, you know, the average debt of somebody coming out of university is in the in the region of £50,000. It doesn't take an accountant to work out, actually, from a financial perspective, you're in a stronger position. You're getting your qualifications, but you're actually being paid and supported by the business at the same time. Indeed. It's a really important consideration to make. Excellent, excellent. And people will be pleased to hear that, especially a lot of younger people who may be at the crossroads or people who may be even slightly older are thinking to themselves, maybe this is the time and this is the year to do something differently. 
a really important point to make as well, because I think over the years there's maybe been some negative connotations of apprenticeships that you're just into make the tea or coffee and, and do the photocopying. It's really important for anybody listening to recognise businesses aren't doing apprenticeships because it's a nice thing to do. They're doing it because they want to invest in their leaders of the future. Indeed. They're giving people that opportunity to uh, to study, to gain their qualifications, but to get involved in some really, you know, complex and interesting work at the same time. So it's, yeah, it, it's it's good business sense. And that's the reason that businesses are, are investing in young people. Well, I want to close off with a few quick questions. And I've asked my first question of Sean. And I'd like to ask a lot of people thinking about change. What was more stressful for you, acting or self-employment? Uh, I guess the self-employment uh, for the same reasons we've just been speaking of, Clayton. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's a it's a tough school when you try and learn it by the seats of your trousers, <laughs> and uh, and a tough school a tough school it was. It, uh, it it eventually became a lovely, friendly school. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, I, you know, I just wish that I could have had this uh, uh, this opportunity myself. Yeah. Excellent. So. People obviously have heard about this crumbly, tasty cheese, and um, even though I'm thinking about it now, where can people find out about Artisan Farm? Uh, so Artisan Farm is sold, it's an artisan cheese, so it's sold in more specialist cheese shops. Uh, and the one that I always direct people to, it's up in the Liverpool region, and it's called Crosby Cheese and Charcuterie. And I'm choosing them because their uh, online service is very, very good. You make your order of one of my cheeses and you'll have it the next day. Excellent. Thank you. So I'm going to go across now to Anthony. So Anthony, where can our podcast radio business listeners go to for more information about AAT and apprentices? So two different options here, Clayton. If people are interested in purely the qualification and maybe some of those courses that help you from a from a business owner perspective, you would go to aat.org.uk forward slash qualifications if it's specifically the apprenticeship route that you're looking to find more out uh, find out more about it would be aat.org.uk forward slash apprenticeships thank you so sean wilson founder of artisan farm and anthony clark from the aat thank you for joining us on podcast radio business well, thanks thank for your you time. so much clayton you're most welcome <laughs>